show at a time guy. That's why when people are like, did you watch this yet? I'm like, no, not yet. I got that, and then I got to knock out some more Doctor Who episodes. I'm like, ah, trying to catch up. Once again, Ronnie's not aware that we're recording at this oh, point in time. You son of <laughs> he was just telling us about all the lovely things he's going to be uh, yes, I checking have out. To watch Glow when I go home. Oh, he's going to the, the glorious ladies I of wrestling season two with my number one lady, Liberty Bell. Oh, you like the Liberty Bell? Yeah, it's my favorite character. I like Zoya the Destroyer or oh Allison. God, that's, <laughs> I love Allison Bree, but that voice is so annoying. Stupid Americans! <laughs> like, oh wow, uh, guys, this is the opener for our next upcoming episode where we have a special guest. So we're not going to spend uh, too much time. We want no you to get right necessary. in. Special guest is me. I'm being the special guest on my own show. How are you the special guest on your own show? I don't know. I didn't think this through. All yeah, right, this let, is, all right, let's actually uh, announce the real special. This has got as far as you go. <laughs> so uh, we return once again to Black Mass Studios where we talk to another one of their amazing creators. Let's just give a big shout out to that studios because they are doing some amazing shit. And I'm just really excited Black about Mask. them. Black Mass Studios. Black Mass Studios. Uh, it's a wonderful thing because they're doing all kinds of uh, incredible stories, including uh, the one that the creators that we're going to talk to coming up uh, did uh, by the name of Fabian Lele. Lele. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Taylor Esposito. He's we're done. We're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> he's, he's done a lot of books in Marvel and DC. Like <laughs> that's a that's they've a, done a book called "We Are the Danger." Danger. Get on the floor, right here. Wait, do you know that song? I don't. Is that James Brown? It's fucking mystical. How do you get? Oh. <laughs> how, how does you that say even? Get on, you say get on the floor. James Brown spent a lot of time. Well, that sounds weird, but you know what I'm saying. What the like, fuck? James, Wait, I just started. James Brown. I'm thinking, get on the good foot. Ah. No, what the fuck? No, that's not. <laughs> How do you get mystical? A rapper from the '90s mixed up with John. I I don't know what to say to you. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving right along. Anyway, we are. We were in the middle of introducing. Uh, <laughs> Baby and Lile and Taylor Esposito for the book We Are the Danger. Now I know what some of you guys might be thinking because I thought the same thing when I saw this book. Do these guys like Breaking Bad? Yeah, if you like Breaking Bad, you know you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say. Well, I thought it was a horror book at first because I think that title would make a good title for the, you know horror story. It actually turns out to be an amazing uh, coming of age tale of uh, a young girl who meets a. Uh, a new friend in school and joins a band and they create a band called We Are The Danger. Uh, but, you know, you don't have to listen to my terrible pitch of the book. You're actually going to get a chance to listen to the creators themselves and they're going to tell you all about their process all in terms of writing, uh, what they would do with superpowers, and a couple of other things that we talked to them about. So uh, stay tuned and in a few seconds, once we stop talking, you're going to hear from these guys. About We're going to do the countdown. Five... Four. Wait, did we? Is is four before three, or is it three before two? Yeah, this guy never graduated. <laughs> I could never graduate from school. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, sorry. Three, two, one. Here comes the danger, y'all. We are the danger. Boom.
right, so little roll call here. Uh, you guys are on with uh, this. Is, of course, this is Markel. I met you guys uh, at Eastside Mags, and Ronnie is here. Say hello, Ronnie. Hello, guys. How are you? Sorry, our voices sound very similar because we're brothers. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just the cooler one. That's all. I, I let him believe that. That's how you know I keep him quiet. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you guys are on the show tonight. Uh, we appreciate you giving us your time here uh, to give a little uh, plug to our audience here. So we have a special guest in, in the studio. Uh, we have uh, two of the creators from We Are the Danger. From, no, no, uh, no. Blast. You got to say, We Are the Danger. Danger. Oh, like uh, like mystical? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yes, we have from the We Are the Danger from Black Mass Studios. Uh, another... Um, fine uh, group of uh, comic guys from the Black Mass Studios. Uh, you guys heard in a previous episode from the guys from uh, the Black Comic, and now we have another uh, great guest here. So, uh, pretty much like our format for our show is pre- we're just generally just have like conversations. We don't do the typical like interview style stuff because basically whatever people can Google about you, we're not really interested so much in that, yeah. but we're more interested in uh, getting our audience to get to know you and the projects that you make. Sound cool, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds cool. All right, dope. All right, so um, introduce yourselves. Uh, tell tell our audience a little bit about your backgrounds, and then I got a little icebreaker question for you guys uh, when you finish. Who wants to go first? All right. Uh, I guess I can go first. Um, name's Fabian Lele, uh, writer and uh, artist for We Are the Danger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for our audience, would you give a quick synopsis of We Are the Danger? Um, okay, uh, We Are the Danger are, uh, is basically a, a story about, you know, two friends uh, meeting each other for the first time and, um, you know, uh, bonding through music. And they decide to join a battle of the bands and, uh, the story basically explores their relationship um, as friends with um, their other bandmates and the whole journey um, into this new world that they found. Oh, cool. Okay. And of course, there's probably a villain because you can ever nothing in life can just ever go totally, you know, straight and narrow. Oh yeah, of course. There's always going to be some antagonist um, <laughs> lurking around the corner. Awesome. And uh, Taylor, what uh, what do you got for us? Well, I'm Taylor. I'm the letterer. Um, I'm also the fixer, the psychiatrist, the <laughs> Psychiatrist? Um, okay. That's a new one. <laughs> I, everyone complains to me on the team when something goes wrong. <laughs> yes, yeah, basically. Um, no, I'm just... Uh, I'm the one that's seen it all. I've been doing this for about 10 years now, so anything that can go wrong, I've already seen, and I'm like, yeah, it's all right. We're going to get through it. It'll be fine. Yeah, we call him Tommy's Tom, dad. <laughs> Wait, you call him what? And then, uh, we call him Tommy's yeah. dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how, did that, how did that nickname come to be? Uh, um, yeah, it's kind of a weird um, thing. It's just one day, we just started calling him Dad. 
Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. So very interested to know how did you guys meet? Wait, before we get there, we do. I do want to promise that uh, the oh, icebreaker. Yeah, icebreaker. So icebreaker, just so we can try to get our audience to get to know you guys and in, in your thought process on things. Um, if you could acquire an ability uh, in an instant, and you only could use this power for 24 hours, uh, what would that power be, and why? Oh, oh my god. Um, I would say uh, time travel. Time travel? Oh, okay. that's a good one. Tell us why. I mean, wouldn't you want to, like, have what you know right now when you were, like, I don't know, like, 16, 17? Oh, It'll hell yeah. Just, like, way smoother. <laughs> if, I, if I could take that information, I would definitely be a billionaire right now. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. It's like, oh, so you'd go back and and, uh, and pull a Back to the Future and, like, gamble on some things? Uh, no, no. I would just live my life the way I used to do, but I would change my decisions. Like, basically, uh, you know, just keep keep doing what I do, keep living how I did, except, like, you know, change a few things to lead me to the same place, but a little better and a little earlier. I would say. Nice. That could, that could yeah. be like a gift and a curse, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to come back and we're all at four legs. Like, thanks, Fabian, <laughs> for making things worse. <laughs> Jeez. But what about you, Taylor? What, uh, what power would you like to have for 24 hours, and why would you want to have that power? I don't think I'd give myself any powers. I'd be too vindictive and go after people who own me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a man up to my own. Yeah. <laughs> so same. you would turn into a villain, is that what you're saying? Pretty much. <laughs> but with reason. Okay, so what's the ideal uh, villain power? I was going to say, if anything, probably just be uh, kind of trouble as well. To, uh, just fix a couple of quick mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys seem to have some uh, some things that you're looking back on, and that's okay. You know, we all have that. Uh, that's what makes us like, you know, human. What about you, I, I Ronnie? What like you? I was gonna say that. I feel like now we got to do one. You know me. I mean, if you guys have seen Jessica Jones, Kilgreave, I would definitely <laughs> want the ability to for people to do what I say. Wow. That would be amazing. You, I'd have world peace overnight. Wow. <laughs> so is that really being a villain or a hero? A little bit of both, because, you know, my bank account might magically, you know, get a lot larger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, I don't really know. Let me see. Um, I would probably say flight. I don't know. That's just weird. I've always just wanted to just, because I hate traffic, so I just want to just go. Like, walk out the door and, like, put on my backpack and just, like, and here we go. And here we go. And it's not like I don't want it to be like a nightcrawler where it's like poof, poof. Like, what did, you know, I don't want that. Like, it's a, you know, it makes you wonder, like, does he feel anything when he does the poof? Like, is there, like, I take take it back. I want to be nightcrawler. You want to be nightcrawler, right? See? Well, that makes for some interesting. Can you explain his power where 
he actually just travels through a different dimension. Oh, is that right? I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, I, I think what the science is, like, uh, time, time works differently in that dimension that he goes into. So he seems like he's teleporting, but he's actually just running through this other dimension. Really? Wow. Okay. I don't know. I, I know it was in an episode of uh, X-Men uh, Evolution back in, like, what was that, like, early 2000s? Yes, I love that show. That was that was probably one of the best, like, sort of prequel remake, whatever you want to call it, uh, shows for X Men. I, I really uh, would have loved to see something like that. Uh, maybe even live action. Like it would have been. It was really great. Uh, we everybody you know had their time, and you know if it's kind of funny because like it depends on like what era you grew up in. Like I'm assuming you guys, the uh, the X Men you guys probably remember is what like the night that. Uh, the 90s one with the with the music you know that that one exactly yeah, yeah that's the one um, the arcade game yes that was amazing i still you know what once in a while i'm gonna I'll just reveal something about myself from that particular arcade game once in a while when i stand up and yawn if you remember colossus power in that uh game he did the yell, the yell oh, i swear <laughs> once in a while i just do that just because i rem- i love that game that is a, that's a great callback. Didn't there. make his power in that game did not make sense at all. Not at all. Uh, what? Wolverine, Wolverine, would, Wolverine would take out his claws and like an energy wave would come out. So whatever. <laughs> it's true. This is very true. Also, like the only one. The, yeah. Sorry to interrupt real quick. I know where there's a six-man machine for that one still around. Yeah, Barcade has one. They, yeah, sh- they should have one. In Newark? Yeah, the one in Newark has it. Yeah, I go there. Oh, yeah. really? Yes. Hmm. Well, that's like an hour away from where I live, so I'm like, much as I love that game, maybe, maybe another time. Well, they have it on the Google Play Store if you want to try it uh, there. I Wait, really? Yeah, it's on the Google Play. You have an no, iPhone, so but the Google stuff is not as good. You play uh, Puzzle Fighter, which sucks on the Google Play Store to me. How dare you? <laughs> what uh, what kind of games do you guys play? Video games? Who got time? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I do. Like, I play regularly when I can. Like, as long as, as long as I can see like a an opening in the schedule, like I can do it. Like, I can probably play like a few, like an hour or two of something. Uh, but yeah, Taylor's like, Taylor's completely right. Like, we have no time. Wow, no you time. can do two hours because I don't even think with regular home systems, I don't even think I get through thirty minutes. Really? Why? I don't know if it's because I'm getting old, but like this, like if I get stuck on a on a section of the game more than three times, I'm just like turn it off. I give up. Uh, <laughs> I can't even like I can't even. I just get too pissed off now. Well, you tell you can tell how the the, the kind of person he is. He, give, he gives up on life. <laughs> no, so that's, no, uh... not life. I'm just just video games. Oh man. So what, like Taylor? I have to ask though. What is your? What's the last game that you remember playing? I mean, I, I've, I've been playing Injustice 2 when I get a chance, but ah. when I played it was two months ago. Oh, that's a really good Oh, okay. That's not so bad. I thought you meant, like, maybe, like, years. But so what's, uh like, at this point, uh, for both of you guys, what's what's been taking up your time uh, at this point? Like, uh, some upcoming projects, like, more more issues for We're the Danger? Everything. I'm, I'm working on about 20 books every month, so there's not a lot of time. Wow, yeah. and I, I'm still working on 
issues with Rio the Danger, so. Wow. Wow. So yeah. 20 books. You, my friend, are the man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just curious. Like, yeah, I don't, Wow. Wait, so now we got to get back What's to up? my question, which was, how did you guys meet? Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to take this one? Yeah. Uh, it was at a... Um, so there was this thing that happened in Brooklyn one time. It was called, like, a Not at Comic-Con party. So, like, a bunch of comic creators went... Um, based here in New, uh, New York, New Jersey, went to this bar. And, um, you know, during San Diego Comic-Con, we just, like, hung out. Um, we were introduced by... Um, like by a colleague and um, you know I was like ah, I got a project that I want to do um, I love your letters you know and um, you know um, from there we started you know talking about like working with each other and then um, when Jade Street came along um, back in 2015 when we were preparing like the pitch for it uh, yeah we just started you know hanging out online you know during work um, talking a lot, um, and then that's pretty much it. Wow, wow, that's awesome. Very simple and humble beginnings, which is, uh, and you guys have been working together how long? Uh, ever since then. Oh, nice. So about three years now? Yeah. So now I gotta ask the, the deep, go deeper, the nitty gritty. So do you guys like always agree on everything? You guys ever have any arguments about like, no, I don't want the lettering there. Put it here. <laughs> They're gonna let me do whatever I want. Yeah. Because if, if the guy's been been in the industry for like ten years, I trust him. Like, like. The only times that I have, like, something to say is, like, if there's, like, something with uh, the color of a font, you know, or maybe, like, the, the line weight of a font, like, I want something different, and I let him have free reign with most of the things. Yeah. Gotcha. I like that. How did you guys come um, in contact with uh, Black Mass Studios? Uh, that was with, uh, my, uh, co-creator on Jade Street with, uh, with Katie. Uh, she was very, uh, what do you call this, assertive when it comes to, like, uh, you know, getting a, getting a meeting with them. Um, and it worked out. Um, we were able to do our first book with them. Um, and that's that. Uh, I pitched We Are the Danger, um, Comic-Con, uh, New York Comic-Con last year. And um, they love the idea. Uh, we ironed out some kinks, and then, you know, we did it. So when you pitched um, We Are the Danger, you are, did you already have uh, Taylor in mind for the lettering? Oh, Taylor is Taylor does all my lettering, no matter what it was. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no matter okay. what it is. Yeah. So at this at this point, because I, I I wasn't me, me or Ronnie weren't in the room when you were doing the pitch. We're gonna give you the opportunity here to uh, to pitch us on We Are the Danger. So I, I'm very curious to see like what like how does that process work. So I'm gonna pretend to be uh, the uh, what let's say Steve Niles. Let's just let's just throw him out there. Okay. Uh, and I'm just gonna let you pitch me We Are the Danger. Oh, like how I actually pitched it mm-hmm. that day. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, 
Welcome I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't have to, you don't have to go like into full detail, but just give us like a small snippet uh, or sample. It's like, no, 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 my name is Steve. To be Steve. completely honest? Uh-huh. Yeah, to be completely honest, like whatever I gave you guys earlier, um, to tell you what, what the book was about, that's, that's basically, you know, what I gave. Oh, that's, um, that's basically, basically what, what I you said. gave them? Wow. Oh, very good. Yeah, exactly. Wait, is this the same Steve Niles that does 30 Days of Night that works for Blast that is a founder of Black uh, I believe so, but but it's not Steve Niles that we uh, we have conversations with when it comes to pitching. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, I would. Oh, yeah, sorry. it's Matt Tizzolo that we uh, actually uh, talk to when it comes to that. Oh, nice. And where did the idea yeah. for uh, Weird, Weird the Danger come from? Is that, like, I've, I've when I've read it, um, I definitely got sort of the... Um, Jim and the holograms and uh, Josie and the Pussycats kind of like vibe from it. What were what were some of your like uh, inspirations for this? Well, uh, the story came about um, when me and a friend of mine were talking. Like, what would you want uh, want to work on? You know, in the future, um, if you had a licensed thing. And I was like, I don't know, maybe. You know, I, I love, like, uh, Supernatural stuff, so I was like, oh, I'd love to do, like, maybe, I don't know, Sabrina the Teenage Witch or something. And she was like, dude, you could definitely do um, Josie. And I was like, oh, I did not think about that. And then from there, I was like, yeah, let me, uh, let me try it. Um, so um, using, uh, you know, my background, before I did the whole comic thing, before I got here to the United States, I was a manager of a band back in the Philippines. So ah. I used, like, all that, yeah, like, I used that experience to, you know, come up with a story. Um, and it took a while for me to actually finalize the story uh, until maybe, um, like, late 2015. No, 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 late 2016 was when I was like, I want to do this story. Like, you know, uh, so I approached uh, my editor, Stephanie Cook, and uh, we worked on... Um, an awesome script for um, for the story. So yeah, that's that's pretty much how it came to be. Very nice. That's pretty awesome. Now I will say that uh, again, it's definitely um, like a, it. I I can see the adventure uh, coming along in this. So again, like there's definitely that Josie and Pussycats vibe there. So it's good that that's there. And I was very curious if you had any kind of musical background, but you just you know explained that uh, you know you were a band manager. So like. What was what? Mm-hmm. What was is? Are, do you think that there will be not to spoil anything, but are will there be any sort of supernatural things happening in this series, or are we are we just? Oh like, no, not at all. Oh okay, okay, all right. Will there be any? Yeah. No pun intended. Will there be any dangerous things happening? In this? <laughs> um, a little bit. Uh, yeah. As as the story progresses, there is some stuff that happens. Um. So yeah. Cool. Very nice. I have a uh, question for Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. Where did you come up with the name uh, Ghost Fliff? Ghost Fliff Studios? I was just very curious to know, like, uh, is there a story behind that name? Um, well, it's a little layered. So, glyphs are what we call the actual letters in lettering, like in, in, uh, in Adobe Illustrator. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm a Halloween guy, so that's where ghosts came from. But also, 
the idea of a letterer in some people's minds is, you know, the guy who's like not noticed, like you don't really notice lettering unless it's bad. The idea is like a ghost, so Ghostless Studios. Ah, very oh, nice. Awesome. That's very brilliant. Now, d diving deeper into that, I like, um, I, 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 when I looked at your resume of like how many things you've done in the industry, and, like the books that you've touched, like, you know, I, we completely bow to you, sir, in terms of all of the amazing books that you've done work on. And I'm pretty sure I own at least 90% of what you have on that list. Um, but I think that, you know, again, the, le the letter is somebody who is ignored. Um, can you give us sort of like a, you know, sort of a day-to-day -day life in, you know, being a letterer? Like, what is, if somebody wanted to be a letterer, like, what is that, what is that life like? It's a miserable life, don't do it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so, lettering is really intense, because, as I said, I, I do about 20 books a, a month. And it, it works out about one a day for every work day. Um, really, the, the only way you can make a living as a letterer is by volume. Um, so, you know, you've got to take on a lot of projects. And, you know, like, I can do about a book a day, but then there's also corrections, style guide, um, final file, uh, you know, the whole business side of it, you got to do invoicing, you got to follow up with people, you got to write contracts. Um, so the day is pretty packed. I mean, you know, it, it's beyond just your creative side, which we all love. It's also the, you have to put on your big boy pants and be a businessman side. Um, but, you know, once you get to that and you actually get the letter, it's fun because then it's like, all right, let me read through this script, let me look at this art, what do I have in my arsenal that matches, what do I want to do here, what what new things can I do here, and then, you know, you just have at it, and, you know, the, the, the script and the, the art is one half, and then you kind of set the tone. Um, I, I said before that I feel like being a letterer is like being a drummer. You're you're giving the book its rhythm. So you know, like if you put two balloons next to each other, or you put them on opposite ends of the panel, it's got a different impact. Same as whether or not you bowl the first word in the balloon, the second, the third, the fourth, or the fifth, whatever. Everything changes the intent and the the um, the flow of the story. So I mean, you know, you're you're still being creative. You're still adding a voice, just one that's not really noticed. Mm. A ghost, in that sense. That that makes a lot of sense. I, I like that. that and, and I feel like, you know, there's... You're, you're basically Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Except for he didn't kill Tony's parents. He just, you know... <laughs> He decided to like that's that's amazing that you know the sheer volume as you said. Now not to not to get you know personal in the terms of uh, your specifics, but what would you say for um, you know someone who wants to you know go into lettering? Uh, what's a what's a being a businessman? What do you what's think are reasonable point? like yeah numbers for like okay I just graduated from you know the Cuber School in Jersey and I you know want to be a letterer. Uh, what do you? What would you say is a you know like reasonable price point for a letter or like a reasonable salary? It's hard to say. I mean, it, part of it is uh, experience. Part of it is how quick you are. You know, like uh, part of it's budgets that people have. 
Um, the thing is, it, it, it's not one of those things you can just do overnight. Like, lettering is so specific, like, with its rules and how you can break them. You really, like, it took me about two years to, like, even get good enough to get work. Wow. It's not like you're just going to come out of the cuter school and be able to do it. That said, I personally believe no one should take any lower than 15 a page. Okay. But, you know, most people don't have that kind of budget, unfortunately. And it sounds crazy, doesn't it? Like, oh, 15 a page, what is that? That's nothing. Yeah. But, you know, you've got to pay artists, you've got to pay colorists, printing costs, whatever. And, unfortunately, a lot of people kind of law of lettering like, oh whatever I can simp on it. I can do it myself I can do this so it gets uh, it, it gets overlooked a little bit um, I've been a big proponent of you know think about what you're asking people to do you have to pay them fairly especially if you try to write you know 32 35 balloons a page it's not easy <laughs> we, we don't get combat paid for that I discovered today that you are also the letterer on another uh, book that I love called Dark Fang. So thank you for doing the yes. awesome lettering on that. Yes, <laughs> that is a good book. That was a fun book. I was happy to hear that it got uh, canceled, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So now, for this is a question for both of you guys. So you being an artist, Fabian, and a writer, and you being a letterer, mm-hmm. uh, Taylor, um, what I know, it's a little bit like my my uh, like my night job. I, I work as a, a photographer. My day job, I work as a package designer. So when I look at um, when I look at packaging, it's very 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 different from you know anyone else because I'm looking at all of these you know details and looking at how they do different things. So for you, like what would you what what would you say you uh, your favorite you know artist like some of your or like some of your favorite letterers. Um, that you admire and, and, you know, sort of aspire to be, you know, uh, go, going forward in your career? I'm sorry, can, can you repeat that? I didn't really understand it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, um, I was saying, what was your, some of your, like, people that you admire um, in terms of artists and letters, uh, when you look at um, artwork nowadays or, you know, from the past, what, what are your, who were some of your inspirations in, in drawing as um, well as doing lettering? Ah. Uh, you want to go first, Taylor? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, well, I, I have a few. Um, one, one was my old boss and mentor when I was on the DC staff, which is South Cipriano. Another is Nate Picos from Blambot. Um, obviously, I've been on hot point. I mean, everything he's done in the last forty years is insane. Um, I, I've been lucky that I've gotten to meet and speak with and in some cases even become friends with a lot of people I look up to. Uh, so that's cool. And, you know, like now they treat me like an equal. I can show them something and run by them and they're like, Yeah, that works, you could put it you could push harder here, or whatever, which is kinda crazy. Mm, okay. And and you Fabian? Yeah, um, I was influenced a lot by, uh, you know, by uh, manga and by anime. That's basically where I started my whole art thing. Um, you know, I'm, I draw, like, a lot of inspiration from, you know, Kishimoto, uh, from Obata, uh, 
who else? Like, like those are just to name a few. And like lately, you know, I just started collecting comics, like Western comics, like 2014. Like the, the artists that really got me into it were uh, Fiona Staples, um, ah. Wes Craig on Deadly Class. Uh, awesome. Yeah, those ones. Those ones really like had like a like a resonating effect on me. That's pretty cool. I, I'm I, I'm a big fan of Anna Staples myself. Just like I can't wait till they uh, decide whether or not they're gonna do. I, I'll ask you guys since you um, do you do you both read Saga or have you both read Saga? I do. Yeah, I don't tend to read anything. Oh, <laughs> well, you got so many books coming across your desk. You're just like, you know what? Like, we'll uh, get, get to it eventually. Get, so, well, so we'll, we'll skip Saga real quick. And we'll just say, um, last uh, good good movie that you saw that like really uh, got you excited as a fan, and uh, last good book you read. Uh, last good movie, Ant Man and the Wasp. Ah, oh, you saw that? Nice. Okay. I just watched that yesterday. Yeah, um, that's my number one Marvel film now. I don't care whatever, but everybody says. <laughs> yeah, I like. It a lot. I like it a lot too. Who who doesn't like Paul Rudd? Wait, over Infinity War? I'm just gonna I'm gonna challenge. <laughs> well, well, that was a d- kind of a dark movie. It was not dark. It was Thanos' backstory. That's what. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I tend to skew to the lighter lighter stories. <laughs> I feel like I feel like with with everything that's been happening in the world right now, we do not need more dark stories. <laughs> we need we need stories of hope. We need stories of you know people just being people, living their best life. It's the reason why I um, have been doing the stories that I have been doing. You know, like like why do we need another DC universe? You know? Oh wow. Um, <laughs> So that's why I love the Ant-Man movies because it's just really light. And it's funny. very um, character-oriented. Um, if you can suspend disbelief and not look for the holes, um, the plot holes for for the stories, you'll have like an amazing time. Um, that's okay. why I love those movies. I agree. I, I think it was definitely done well. Ironically, the the ending was you know. No, whoa, not this. Sp- oh, wait, no. Wait, Taylor, Taylor, did you see it? I'm just serious. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> this guy is the king of spoiling stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wait for a week before we can talk about that. We'll yeah. give it about a week. All right, <laughs> that's fair. Um, and then uh, last last good book. Last good book. Uh, yeah. Shit, do comics count? Yeah, of yeah, course, definitely. of course, yeah. Um, I would say. Uh, it's not it's not amazing, but the last one that I actually really enjoyed, uh, Prince of Cats. Which one is that? Prince of Cats. It came from Vertigo, like back in the early two thousands, but they Cats. reprinted it through Image. It was done by uh, Ronald Wimberly, and it's basically um, a retelling, a modern retelling of Romeo and Juliet um, in the setting of Harlem, and instead of having like very um, westernized um, battles. It was ninja inspired, and I love the whole aesthetic of it. Huh? I'm gonna need to go <laughs> buy this. Yeah. Like I, I never heard of this. Wow. It's it's hip hop, it's kung fu, and it's Romeo and Juliet. It's amazing. 
That's wow. a gr- that's a great pitch. Now I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting, yeah. I'm putting on my Amazon card as we speak. <laughs> that that sounds amazing. I've never. That who who does that? Ronald Rimberly. Ronald Rimberly. Okay. Excellent. He's also one of my favorite artists. Like, um, out of all the artists of color, I think he is the one that I like really enjoy when it comes to like uh, dynamic poses, dynamic action. He's fucking amazing. <laughs> Mm. Wow, I, I think I, you think you're absolutely right. I'm looking at some of his stuff, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this, yeah, okay. I, you, you've you've completely sold me on on that. Uh, when it, <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is, I, I, how did I miss this? I'm like, I thought I was in the know, and apparently, I I guess with comics, there's really no way to know uh, all of these great yeah. that come out. And then Taylor, what about you? Uh, what was your did you did you uh, are you gonna say Ant Man or what was your last good movie? Well, if we're counting stuff that came out, in, you know, like recently, and not me watching Goodfellas or Godfather for the hundredth time, <laughs> uh, I think the last movie I saw was probably Last Jedi. Ooh. Was it Last Jedi. You liked it too. Like it? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. The was, it, was it? Was it the movie I wanted to see going in? But I'm glad it's the movie I saw. I'm I'm with you. I and know I, that, and I feel completely the opposite for that particular movie. <laughs> I was looking across the table at Ronnie, and I'm like, he's just dying to be like, how yeah, dare you? That, like, no, I didn't like it at all. I'm like, the last The Force Awakens built me up, and then this movie like kicked the chair out from under me. <laughs> well, that, I like keeping the chair out from under. Like that's what Empire did. So, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Fabian, did you did um, you enjoy Last Jedi? I mean, apart from Leia flying from space into the, the <laughs> ship, I loved it. <laughs> Wait, you didn't like... like funny uh, story. So, funny story about when I watched the movie. So, I went alone because, like, I just found, like, uh, spare time um, while working on some projects. And I was like, ah, let me watch uh, Last Jedi. Um, so, I go there, all alone, sit there. Theater was packed. Uh, old guy next to me came to the theater alone as well. That moment when um, Haldo uh, crashed into the fleet, light speed, we, the, the theater was silent. Me and the old guy looked at each other, never met each other in, in our whole life, held each other's hands, and then just ex- we just screamed in inc- excitement. <laughs> <laughs> that great. I'm with you. We were just like, what? <laughs> It was such. That, it's, oh. it's a funny story. It was really dumb, but yeah, that's how great, like, that's how great that scene was, and I I enjoyed the the movie altogether. Wow, I wish I, I wish I could say the same, but it was like you know when you go to a restaurant and you make a bad food choice, and then afterwards you're like, ah, I shouldn't have eaten that. <laughs> like that's like what I thought of the movie. We understand. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's own, right? Yeah. yeah three well, out here, of th- Here's where I'm going to lose the rest of you. The other <laughs> movie I remember seeing in theaters was Justice League, and I like that one too. So no. Oh, well, well, actually, well, well, actually, I have to say 
Justice League was a lot better than Batman Superman. So it, it had it actually had some but parts I liked. If you're gonna too. compare a pile of shit to an to a good like that's not a fair comparison. No, like, it I was, mean it was it was way better than Batman Superman and the Suicide Squad, so Ooh yeah. At least it made a little uh, bit more I, sense. Let me just put it all on the table. I like all those movies. And while I can admit Justice League is shaky, I like where we ended up, and that's the only important part for me. I can understand that. I I, I wish I would have saw Dark Side um, instead of um, the uh, the place the PlayStation Three version of Steppenwolf. Um, <laughs> I think that was that was what I got. But you know, I get I agree with you. I think we got that we got enough of the characters. Um, I got, I got. I can't even. I'm not, I can't I, even say I anything about the Flash. Look, I'm like I got Wonder Woman, so I was still happy. Gal Gadot, <laughs> uh, she's beautiful. But I, I'm sorry. Um, I, I know we're we're very random in in uh, in, in conversation. But I know Taylor, you were uh, you were also uh, telling us what the the last good uh, book you read as well. Uh, I actually can't remember the last book I read. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's understandable. I, I know. Again, you get you get. What do you? Uh, uh, can you can you give us a? Uh, are you allowed to say of any of like the uh, like DC Marvel or other projects you're working on right now? Um, what are working on? The Elvira uh, just dropped. Charlie's Angels just dropped. Uh, is that the, is that Charlie's Angels with John Layman? Yep. Oh, oh wow! wow. I just yeah, we know I this guy. Just okay. That. <laughs> nice. I'm actually I'm actually working on three right now. Nice, and, uh, nice. And there's a nice little surprise at the end. Oh, cool! Now, see, look at that. Now, <laughs> now I got to I got to pick that up. We're actually talking, uh, gonna be talking to John in uh, August. Okay. Yeah, we talked to tell him. He's one of the best writers I work with. <laughs> oh, we would awesome. definitely tell him. Yes, for sure. That's a that's a small world. It's like, wow, like. From uh, from Black Mask Studios and and uh, we're the danger uh, to talking to John Layman uh, and giving him like <laughs> hey like you can go back to this episode and uh, listen to uh, Esposito because he gave you a shout out uh, which which I think did you ever read any of his other uh, books like like Chew or um, I, I was reading Chew way back in the day like I'd get random issues and I was working at Marvel and read them but I never enough to like really follow up on it. Yeah. Um, but I got to work with him a few times, so that was cool. And honestly, he's one of those guys like like Fabian, like if I could work with him forever, I would. <laughs> that's I mean I, I know that's got to be important to you guys. You know you got to be able to click, and you know you got to feel like you got to trust your teammates. So that's definitely important. Well, now I have to ask. You don't have to name any names, but have you ever worked with anybody where you were just like, ah, oh, what a dick? <laughs> work with them? No. Do I know some people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fabian knows who it is. Oh, yeah. wow. He knows okay. exactly. All right. I'll leave it at that. We don't have to. Spoilers. I need to know. Yeah. The- I, I feel like I feel like if you if you work in comics long enough, you're going to actually have people that you, you know, either you just don't like, you know? <laughs> I won't. I won't name any people either. But there are some people we reached out to, like to try to ask to interview, and they were just like, "No, <laughs> no explanation, no anything." So I'm like, "Wow, what a dick!" 
<laughs> and we really again we everybody that comes on like i got a chance to meet you guys in person it was and uh it was a great time just like i i for for the audience uh who didn't get a chance to hear that conversation um all i'm going to say is that there was a lot of talk about coming to america that's pretty much what what happened She's there your queen to me. <laughs> oh, oh i actually i actually just got the uh you know i'm a big i collect funko pops I actually just got the Randy Watson Funko Pop oh. in the mail. Ah, I hate you. <laughs> I just got I that, in the, ma- I just oh got that in the mail today. It sucks because, like, I work at a shop, and we're not going to get it. Oh. I know that we're not going to get it. <laughs> oh, man. Why Why? Why not? Uh, it's, a, it's a Funko store exclusive of some sort. Yeah. Oh. So we try to check, like, can we order this? And apparently not. Damn. Are you? Do you guys have any like little uh, like I know Ronnie is a uh, Funko Pop addict. Uh, I think I, I was telling a, you about. I am not an addict. I just happen you, to have a very large assortment of Funko Pop. What you're getting ready to say is you can quit any time, right? Yeah, so I, can, you, I can quit buying them any at any time. Oh, okay, it just won't be any time soon. Are there, are there any uh, like little uh, things that you guys collect, like uh, Funko Pops? I uh. I only collect two things. I collect art books um, from my favorite artists, and um, I collect uh, Nendroids. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. The, the, the more expensive cousin of the Funko Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've actually never heard I mean, of I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot. I just have like certain characters that I really like, and these are adorable. So, yeah. Ah. I've 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 only had uh, like I've, I collect comics and like oh, the old stuff uh, that I would I would say the reason I don't collect Funko Pops is not because I don't like them it's because I know I have a little bit of an obsessive personality so I would need to have them all. Um, Wait, so you're saying I have an obsessive personality? No, I think you just you just you're an addict. You you have, just haven't accepted it yet. Now, uh, and uh, Taylor, uh, do you collect anything? Sorry, uh, do you collect anything at all? No, I haven't collected anything since uh, 2011, and I stopped collecting mini mates because I was unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mini mates! Um, yeah, I remember no, those. I, I very, what was that? No, you said mini mates. Yep. Oh, I remember those. Wow. I, think they, I believe they still sell those. Yes, they still make them. Yeah, but I, I, I think I just bought a, I bought a couple important. of those from uh, Toys R Us before they closed down. Mm. Yeah, I, at the time I was like, pretty much up to date with all of them, probably under a thousand, but uh, I, I don't have time for that anymore. At this point, I'm very much embracing less is more. <laughs> I don't buy anything. I don't want anything. <laughs> I just go out and have a good time with people. Nice. Gosh. Well, guys, uh, before we before we let you guys go, um, we always for all of our guests, uh, you know, for our audience, we we like to you know introduce them to great creators that we like. Uh, but we also there are some inspiring ones out there, or the ones that aspire to be like you guys. Um, so if you can, you know, if there's any kind of advice uh, or, or words, or of, words wisdom. of wisdom that you you know want to impart uh, on them. Uh, this is your moment, as well as if there's anything you want to promote right now, this is your uh, moment to do so. 
Yeah. Um, I guess the only advice I'd probably give um, for people who are aspiring to get into comics. Um, what's the writer's right? What? What's the writer's right? No. <laughs> um, well, you, you see, like, um, the best advice that I can say is, like, don't let people tell you what you can or can't do in comics. Um, there are going to be people that are just, um, you know, they think they have good intentions, but they don't know what they're saying. Um, but um, if you want to write, write. If you want to draw, draw. It doesn't have to be the best. Um, you know, finish is always perfect. Um, do what you want to do. And um, there was once um, a person, I forgot who, who said this, but you should just make stories that you want to see on the shelves. Because um, chances are somebody else is going to want to see that. Somebody else is going to want to read it. Um, and do it for yourself more than for anybody else. I know who said that. It was Michelle Obama. <laughs> I'm just, Wait, what? No, I'm it just, wasn't. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I'm just I, I don't know. Maybe it was her, but like I, I distinctly remember a writer saying this. But maybe that person got it from her. I don't no, know. Um, no, I'm just. But yeah, that is that is the most solid advice that I can give somebody who wants to get into comics is just create what you want to see on the shelves because if you won't, then nobody will. That is awesome. And Taylor. Um. Well, for me, if you want to do something, follow that. You know, like. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, I want to get into lettering because it's an easy way to get into comics. No, it's not. Not even a little bit. Do lettering or whatever you want to do because you like it. You know, like, one thing is not a springboard into another. Like, every one of these things is something we've all cultivated and practiced and, and, you know, like, brought up as a talent. Do something because you have passion for it, not because, oh, this is the thing that's going to lead to the thing. Like he'll say, oh, I'm going to do comics so I can make movies. No, do comics because you like comics. Letter because you letter, like, like lettering, not because you want to draw comic books. You know, do, do the thing you want to do wholeheartedly, like, the, the right way. Don't think one to the next to the next to the next. Because people can smell it on you. That makes sense. That makes sense. You, and I, I think that's a um, very important lesson just because I think uh, in, uh, one company I worked for um, a while ago said that to uh, us at our, like, orientation, kind of what you're saying was, like, don't, you know, sort of look at this thing over here and say, oh, like, I want to do that. But you're not focusing on the thing that you're doing at that very moment in time and not getting really good at that. So that's uh, definitely some powerful mm-hmm. words there. You know, um Going back to what Fabian said about never let people discourage like your ideas and stuff, I, I just want to say quickly that I don't know if you remember this, but a while back I had a comic idea where I was gonna dress a bunch of bank robbers as nuns, and my artist at the time said, "Oh, that's a stupid idea. You shouldn't dress them as nuns." And I said, "I think that'd be badass if they were dressed as nuns robbing the bank," and he said, "No, no, don't do that." So I listened to him. And I didn't do that. Uh, and then, what was it, like a month later, we went to the movies and we watched The Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching The Town, and they literally, they jump out of a van and they're robbing the bank. 
wearing nun outfits. And I'm like, <laughs> like you <laughs> son of a... <laughs> so that is a message to to not listen to... Uh, not not uh, listen to people trying to tell you, and, and just like Fabian said, you they have the best of intentions a lot of times. A lot of times they're not trying to hurt you. Um, it's just a matter of like you know they don't really have. It's not often that you have somebody who's doing the thing you want to do and in, in your life, so they don't really know how to give you the advice to do anything other than, well, if you want to become a doctor, yeah, sure. You gotta let your creative wings fly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, is there any uh, upcoming projects you guys want to promote right now? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, do you want to plug? Um, well, uh, issue two of We Have the Danger should be out this month. Um, we apologize for the delay. Things happen. Um, Unacceptable. But it is coming out no, this okay. month. Um, and uh, you can... Follow me uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Rockets and Pens. And uh, if you're in the New York area, uh, make sure that you uh, visit uh, FlameCon in August, and I will be there. Nice. And Taylor, anything for uh, any uh, places you're going to be or um, any social media handles or projects you want to uh, plug? Um, the social media is... Taylor Espo on Twitter, Ghostglyph on Twitter and Instagram, and search for Ghostglyph Studios on Facebook. Post all my stuff there every week. Um, all my all my books every Wednesday. If I have any webtoon stuff coming out, whichever day it's coming out. Uh, I still have uh, Ghostglyph pins available if anybody wants them. They're also all over my social media. Uh, and you just search for those studios at the empty shop, and you'll find it there. And that's it. That's awesome. And uh, you have any uh, like Marvel? You said uh, your only uh, book you're working on now was um, Charlie's Angels, right? Yeah, Charlie's Angels, Elvira, um, and there's a few more that I'm not even enough yet. So. Oh, yes, of course. We No no spoilers, no spoilers. Well, guys, again, we appreciate you coming on to the show. Thank you, uh, thank you, thank you. We shall definitely, you know, see you guys out in the future uh, at some of your signings. Uh, I will be looking forward to that We Are the Danger number two coming out. We'll have to uh, do this again maybe, like, maybe when the trade comes out. I mean, that would, is, 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 is that yeah, a... Yeah, definitely. Can we get... All right, so we got him. We got him on uh, on tape to give a commitment. It's it's perfect. No, I'm kidding. It's good. <laughs> no, it's all good, guys. We appreciate your time, and uh, it was great meeting you guys, and and just being able to just like laugh and have a good time. And we we if you have any feedback for us, you know, definitely uh, you know hit a hit us up online. You got my number. You know, we'll. Uh, take it from there but from that we're gonna go ahead and take it home this is the ronnie and markel make a podcast show i am markel and of course i'm ronnie and uh you can follow us all on all of our instagram fa- uh, facebook and twitter uh was it ron mar on twitter ron mar podcast uh ronnie and markel podcast on facebook and instagram yep uh, with that said, eat your prayers and say eat, your eat, vitamins. Eat your prayers. I love to say that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You mean say your say your prayers. <laughs> this guy. With, with that said, uh, we'll take it on home. Bye. <laughs>